Hey, I'm Jesse. We've seen chapter one of Titus in our first sermon. We've seen the curriculum cover chapter two of Titus. And now this week in our devotions, we're going to go through chapter three of Titus together. And this will wrap up our series, Letters to My Sons, the Pastoral Epistles. So here's Titus chapter three, verse one. Remind them to submit to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work. Tomorrow we're going to cover that again and go into the next couple of verses, but I'm going to start with the implications of that opening statement because Titus was appointing elders all across the island of Crete. You know, Cretans had a really, uh, or Cretans, if you take Mike Wazowski's advice on the pronunciation thereof, <laughs> had a bad reputation. They were known as like these like beasts and gluttons. <laughs> and then earlier in the text, Paul kind of doubles down on that reputation. But they're, they're told, he's, he's reminding them to submit to rulers and authorities. Uh, that was significant because the governing authorities weren't exactly, weren't exactly uh, all that friendly to Christianity. Yet we have to submit to them. There were Old Testament prescriptions for how the, the, the people of God were to conduct themselves as a society. There were sacrificial laws. There were commands for how to go about worshiping God in the Old Testament, but there are also instructions to Old Testament Israel as to how they were to function as a theocratic society in the Old Testament. Now, today in the New Testament, that role of governing and ruling has been given to the secular authorities, as they, as it were. Now, they don't have to all be secular because Christians can run for public office too. You're, like, you're allowed to and encouraged to run for public office. Please, by the way, please do run for public office. But in Romans chapter 13, we see the same theme come up and it's often misunderstood. Here's Romans chapter 13. Let everyone submit to the governing authorities since there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are instituted by God. So then, the one who resists the authority is opposing God's command, and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have its approval. For it is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, because it does not carry the sword for no reason. For it is God's servant, an avenger that brings wrath on the one who does wrong. Therefore, you must submit not only because of wrath, but also because of your conscience. And for this reason, you pay taxes, since the authorities are God's servants continually attending to these tasks. Pay your obligations to everyone, taxes to those you owe taxes, tolls to those you owe tolls, respect to those you owe respect, and honor to those you owe honor. So in the Old Testament, there was this prescribed tithe and it was mandatory. It was commanded by God. In fact, in, in Malachi 3, if you didn't pay the tithe, it was tantamount to robbing God. And now in the New Testament, there is no prescription for such a tithe. Rather, we give whatever is in our hearts. 
And when we live no longer as the Old Testament theocratic Israel, but now as Christians within, in my context, as, as, American, as an American citizen, there are things that have been given over to the state to run. There are things that God has entrusted governing, ruling, and authorities to do. And so when we pay our taxes, those authorities and how they handle those taxes, they answer to God. And by the way, American authorities are going to have a lot to say. They're going to have a lot to answer for when they take tax dollars and they fund things like abortion, for example, with them. They answer to God for what they do with that. Meanwhile, I do what I can politically, uh, you know, with my vote and with um, the, the, those whom I support, you know, to see to it that we stop sinning with our tax dollars. But ultimately, I trust God to judge the governing authorities. And then I'm judged by God based on what kind of citizen I am. And I've faced judgment. I've gotten speeding tickets and worse, you know, like I've seen it. It's true. The, 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 the authority doesn't bear the sword for no reason. Uh, when you don't break the law, you don't have any reason to be afraid. But um, it's not just for the sake of avoiding, uh, avoiding a speeding ticket that you obey the law. It's also because of your conscience. Like you want to be a good citizen because you've been called by God to submit to governing authorities. Now, particularly when Romans 13 deals with it, he's telling them to pay taxes. Jesus even weighs in on this too. Like, look, you just pay your taxes, okay? Pay taxes. Because those, those authorities, those really are God's administration over you. Now, the people in those offices could be, I mean, God-hating anti-Christians. In fact, they always have been. In fact, the original recipients of these letters were uh, being called to submit to Nero, who would burn Christians. So how in the world, Jesse, would God appoint people like Nero to public office? And how could Paul then, in good conscience, call upon them to submit to these governing authorities? God deals with these authorities. And all of the governments in the world must stand before the ultimate judgment of the king, capital K, of all kings, lowercase k. Like, they all answer to God. When, he, when Titus is uh, is told by Paul to remind the remind the Cretans to submit to rulers and authorities to obey and to be ready for every good work. Uh, this likewise could include taxation, like pay your taxes and obey the law. Be ready for every good work. This call to be ready for uh, for for every good work. We saw this come up in chapter one, verse sixteen, and chapter two, verse fourteen. Uh, there there were false teachers who were unfit for any good work in chapter 1, verse 16. But these guys are called to be ready for every good work. Uh, one of the purposes of the cross was to create a people eager to do good works. See that in chapter 2, verse 14. So look, they're submitting to the, the authorities. They are, they're, they're, they're now law-abiding citizens. They're distinguishing themselves from the false teachers who were unfit for any kind of good work. And now Paul is to encourage them to be in stark contrast with the false teachers that we saw in chapter one, verses 10 through 16. They were kind of useless. Like they, they weren't good for any good work. These guys are called to be, no, instead, <laughs> clean up your act, uh, stop speeding so much, pay your taxes, submit to rulers and authorities, and be ready for every good work. These Cretans were to be set apart, culturally distinctive. And like a largely lawless society, they were to be law abiding. Let God deal with governing authorities 
They were put there by God. God will deal with them. God has used pagan rulers in the past, even to discipline his own people. Even in Old Testament Israel, God would use Moab, for example, to come in, a much smaller, less powerful nation. They would come in and they would discipline God's people. And God did that. God ordained that. God made that happen. In a similar fashion, God can use pagan rulers and authorities. He could even speak through the people who crucified his son. All right, just ask Caiaphas, the high priest, who inadvertently prophesied over Jesus. Like God can use any ruler and any authority over any nation at any time. He's able to do these things and they will be they will be judged by God according to how they have governed, but you and I will be judged based on how well we conducted ourselves as members of a society. So if you are like like I used to be and like the Cretans used to be and you're a bit of a rebel, rein that in. Be a be a law-abiding citizen, okay? Stop speeding so much. Pay your taxes and submit to governing authorities and be ready because we've got a lot of work to do. Be ready for every single good work. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for my friends and family who have been going with us through the pastoral epistles. And I pray, Lord, um, for my, my fellow outlaws, God, would you forgive us for ways in which we've defied the authorities that you've put in place? Would you show us grace? Help us to maintain repentance and accountability. God, because we've got, we've got a lot of work to do. Like the Cretans on Crete, we are Americans in America, or we are wherever, whatever citizens we are, or we've placed us in these places for ministry, for good works that you prepared in advance for us to do. May we be ready for them, distinguished from the lawless culture around us, and ready for good work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have another devotion. We're in the book of Titus in chapter three. Yesterday we looked at verse one. Now I want to complete the sentence. I'm going to go from uh, verse one to the end of verse three. All right. Remind them, meaning Paul tells Titus to remind those who live in Crete, to submit to rulers and authorities, to obey and to be ready for every good work, to slander no one, to avoid fighting, and to be kind always showing gentleness to all people. For we too were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by various